Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. We've had some busy mornings around here, and maybe today will be the same. we got one caller already lined up and ready to go to be on the radio. So you are listening to On The Mark. It's WKOK's live telephone talk show, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We'd love to hear from you today. Lots of things in the news today. We've, uh, of course, filled many a program with words related to the pandemic. The uh, what, what does one of our listeners call it? It's not warp speed, snail's pace, Operation Snail's Pace, snail's taking, speed, getting the vaccine yeah, right. out there. Pretty soon you're going to see vaccines all over the place, so you get an opportunity to get your shot if you haven't already. But at this moment, the health secretary said they just aren't getting them from the manufacturer of the feds yet so but as fast as they come into pennsylvania they're jabbing people so uh, we'll be talking about that uh, we can talk about uh, the insurrection by violent pro-trump supporters at the capitol last week it was uh, really prompted quite a bit of a discussion not so much about who's at fault but what is the follow-up what do we want to do what do we want to investigate people getting bonked off at of twitter congressman barletta one of the people temporarily suspended from twitter recently a former congressman of course a and uh, so we can talk about that. Uh, the impeachment today, they implored uh, the vice president to use the 25th Amendment, which doesn't literally apply here, so he would not do that. Boy, he's, he keeps going by the Constitution. He's going to have a great reputation yeah, of following amazing. the Constitution. Amazing. Nancy Pelosi, when she introduced this legislation, said it has nothing to do. It's only when the president is sick and incapacitated through illness. <laughs> now yeah. she's changed her tone. All right. So, uh, yeah, what's your view on all of these topics? And maybe there's something else. It is a uh, open day, so we'd love to hear from you. You want to start with an email or a text? Yeah, or? we have one that was uh, came in right at the end of the program yesterday. It says, first, let me say that I think what happened last Wednesday was terrible, and anyone that participated should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. That being said, some people were calling for President Trump's impeachment on January 21, 2017, and for his entire presidency, he has been opposed by the Democrats and a majority of the media and never got credit for the positive results always being persecuted. Persecuted, right. What happened to everything else? (laughs) I think your machine updated right in front of your Right in the middle of me. I think that's the end of it. Persecuted is the last word. That's the last word. All right, so we appreciate that. So we're sorry we didn't get that in yesterday. We try to get everything in as best we can, but some days we just get a little swamped. Well, there's two other ones. Might as well clear the board, okay. and then we'll get the call going. Uh, the second impeachment on Trump will begin in the Senate when the Democrats have control. He's toast. And Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution says the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the U.S. can be removed by impeachment. Trump will not be the president after January 20th. Well, he won't be the president after January 20th anyway. 
Well, yeah, that's what he's saying. You know, that is what he's saying. What you're saying is uh, you're emphasizing, but that's his whole point. Uh, can you impeach somebody who's no longer apparently you can in office? Really? That's apparently sort of retroactive. Can. Well, I mean, I think that they. Um, well, he's going to I mean, they're talking about week. doing it no matter what, and um, otherwise, what would be the point of going forward? I mean, the the Democrats obviously want to make certain that he can never run for president again. Oh, because you're con- once you're convicted in the Senate, then you can't run again. Right, you can't okay, run again. I got you. So right. I think that's probably probably why they're pursuing this with uh, such single-minded determination. Yeah, and I think we're uh, interchanging uh, impeachment with conviction. Conviction is what the Senate would do. Do right, if I understand all this. Correctly. Just impeaching him doesn't change anything. He could still run for president, but if the uh, unless he's if he's acquitted in the Senate. But I mean, the Senate couldn't even under the fastest possible scenario, the Senate couldn't consider his uh, impeachment until the twentieth, the day before. I'm sorry, the nineteenth. I think it is the nineteenth. So, is it an exercise in futility? Is it something that needs to be done? I guess that's up to your how how seriously you view what's been going on. Uh, he certainly. I think should be censured. I, I don't think it's worth the up, upheaval and the what angst it would cause to impeach him at this point, but he should could and should be censured in the strongest possible language. Well, I think that's what they're doing. They're choosing impeachment and potential conviction as the strongest possible language. What's your view on this, folks? Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Eric, thank you for waiting a short time. You're on the mark. Morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. <laughs> uh, so, for my first point, the 25th Amendment includes um, mental illness, I would assume? I don't know, to be honest with you. I heard the commentator this morning, and I don't know, I think it was on MSNBC or CNN, say that uh, Nancy Pelosi used the words that it was only for uh, physical, or I guess f- physical incapacitation, or health incapacitation, but I would think that would qualify, Eric, in all honesty. Uh, because uh, mental illness, I understand, is part of his being uh, totally out of touch with reality. I think that's the... the but for my psychology it courses, uh, what, what that talks about, being totally out of touch with reality. President Trump yesterday in his public statement said, and I quote, people thought what I said was totally appropriate. This is a direct quote, totally appropriate. He went on further to say impeachment will be very dangerous for the United States of America. Direct quotes. One of two things. He's either totally out of touch with reality, or he's totally out of touch with reality. But what concerns me as much, concerns me as much as being a resident of central Pennsylvania and being a constituent of Fred Keller. Fred Keller voted against the, uh, the motion to send to recommendation to uh, President, uh, Vice President Pence for the 25th. And um, this is what Pres- uh, Representative Keller said. This is right off his webpage. Everyone can look at fredkeller.com and, and read this. Impeachment will further inflame tensions in our country and cause even greater division. So even Fred Keller is saying if we try to take any actions, it will inflame. Okay? Um, right. Do you believe it wouldn't, Eric? Do you believe it wouldn't inflame people? I think it, I think perhaps it might, but here's my. Well, then point. why why do you take issue with Fred Keller saying that he thinks that it might too? 
as a representative and someone who re- is within the the, um, the branch of government, the uh, not the legislative the House. branch of government. He's in the House. It is his responsibility. What the Constitution demands is we have separation of the different branches of government. Okay, and they each have their job to do. Right. Okay. I'm with you so far. So How has Fred violated that? We have a that? president who has uh, is being accused of insurrection and needs to be held accountable. Otherwise, we are going down the road of appeasement. All right, but how has Fred violated anything connected with what you just said? He, he, is, he is further showing me, as his constituent, and I hope other people here who will vote again for him or not vote again for him in two more years, that he is nothing but uh, in the pocket of the President of the United States. Appeasement, we saw before, and again, I'm going, you guys don't like it, but I'm going to again uh, give you the analogy with Nazi Germany. Appeasement was tried also by by Adolf Hitler, and it worked. No, it wasn't he, tried by Adolf Hitler. It was tried by the British and the French. They tried appeasement, and it didn't okay, work. But he, but he uh, Adolf Hitler, um, is the one who who set it up for them to appease. If we do not, if we do not hold President Trump accountable for what he did, because we can't do that, because it'll make his his uh, soldiers out there further angry, and they might. They might do further harm to us, so let's appease them. Let's 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 gently ease him out of office because doing what is right, which is holding a president of the United States responsible for inciting insurrection, we're afraid to to hold him responsible because his his followers may do this. That is appeasement. Okay, well, let me. One of our writers, uh, an emailer yesterday, uh, Rob, he says, per yesterday's conversation about inciting words, what does Black Lives Matter's chant of no justice, no peace incite people to do? I think he's saying that words matter in all instances, too. So do you think those are inciting words? In the course of our country, we've had many, many times had hundreds of thousands of people march on Washington and peacefully be at the mall. I'll remind people of the Thousand Man March, which was our African-American brothers and sisters. I will say the uh, Vietnam War protests. We had hundreds sure. of thousands of people in right the same place where these Trump people were. And it was a peaceful demonstration. And there was some inciting things said, right? I don't, I don't know how old never you... the President of the United States inciting those folks to riot. I don't know how old you are, but I can remember the Vietnam War protests as being a lot more violent than you're letting on. And, and, during, and during that time when they were in the mall, you, you're trying to tell me, Joe, that they marched on Congress and they had to be fought off and no, fought but into they, Congress? They of were course vi- they did not. They were violent protests. But, but it, wasn't, it wasn't this case where they were right there in Washington. No one marched and, and fought their way into the House and Senate chambers. Right. It did not happen. But so you're have, trying, you're trying to, your, your analogy doesn't fit. Mine does. No, I'm saying and, that there have was, been instances... You're talking about violent protests in the past. This has never happened before because we never had a standing president incite people to riot and incite insurrection. Well, again, this I... This president get, has, and this president must be held accountable for that. Again, we have had people shoot up Congress at one point. You know, this is not, never good. It's never good. This stuff, violence doesn't really have a place in this debate, as far as I'm concerned. The minute you start to violence, you lose all credibility with me. I believe Dr. King was right, and I believe Mahatma Gandhi was right. If You, you do it through peaceful protest. But there have been many instances in our history where people were violent. 
happened. And, you know, somebody incited those words. You could say that Jane Fonda incited violence when she talked about the Vietnam War and people did things in her name or because of what she said. It's all bad. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, Eric. It's all bad. But here, I'm more worried. Your, your, your premise of your original call was that Fred Keller somehow is kowtowing to the president. When all Fred said was he's worried about further violence. And let's face it, I believe some people on the left are violent, some people on the right are violent. I don't want to see any more of it. I want President Biden to be sworn in peacefully and with the dignity and respect the office deserves. And you're willing to let President Trump just walk just because he's too big to fail? I think he should. He's not too big to fail. What I said is I believe he should be censured in the strongest possible language. That serves the purpose of letting everybody know that he did something wrong, and we know he did something wrong, but it doesn't, I don't think, inflame people or lead to further division. Let, 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 I'll, I'll make a prediction now. <laughs> here this day, uh, January 2, uh, no, we, 2021. we got to get another caller going here. Okay, Be brief. In less than three years, if we do not impeach this president, in three more years he'll be running again, and he'll point back to here and say, look, if I did anything so wrong, why didn't Congress take action against me then? I'm just a good guy. I was misquoted. Mark my words, gentlemen. Either take care He'll of this now when it's <laughs> small enough to take care of. I'll be back. You deal with it in three I'll years. Be right. Too big to do anything. He'll well, be, he'll be back enough. like the, uh, who's the nemesis in The Terminator? What's what's the... Uh, the Terminator? Yeah, the movie where oh, the guy yeah, keeps okay. melting down, but he comes right comes back. Comes right back, right. The T-1000. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Rob. Yes. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I would rather deal with facts and reality rather than fantasy, and the fact and reality is we have a very right. dangerous person who's president of the United States who needs to be removed. Well, at the all moment, right. fantasy you. would Thank be you. whether Thank or not he comes back. I still don't think he'll come back from this at all. Don't see how, but uh, maybe Mike knows. Mike, thank you for waiting patiently. You are on the mark. Yeah, yesterday I spoke with you gentlemen, and I said I was very concerned that the FBI went out into the field and talked to extremists, and I was wondering who dropped the ball? What, what happened? Why weren't we ready for this? Now, unfortunately, this is one of the saddest days of my life. I woke up in this morning, and I read the paper. It says, FBI warned law enforcement agencies ahead of last week's breach of the U.S. Capitol about the potential for extremist-driven violence, U.S. officials said on Tuesday, contradicting earlier statements that they were caught off guard by the assault. Now, is, they said they were, they were, this is, they called it a contradiction. So was it a contradiction or were they lying? What the hell is going on? That's what I want to know. How could it be that the FBI knew there was a grave potential for damage and violence, and they claim now to have told people, and this all was silent for one week. What, what, you know, we're talking about the president being mentally deranged, the president not being in touch re with reality. Well, I'm telling you what, I don't think this country is in touch with reality. If we're standing for uh, a situation where the FBI tells the the, the powers to be in Washington D.C. that there's uh, grave powers or great potential for violence, and nothing's done about it ahead of time, and then they all act surprised when it happened. Well, at whose doorstep would you lay that? In other words, if the FBI warned uh, Homeland Security, if they warned um, what the Capitol Police, and they warned the mayor of uh, Washington, uh, who whose failure was it? Well, 
I, I, you know, again, I, I can't say whose fault it was because I don't know the information. There hasn't been an investigation. All I can say is this was kept secret for a whole week from the entire country while we ran around with our hair on fire saying Trump's a nut, Trump's a nut, he incited violence, and blah, blah, blah. And now the truth is starting to come out. It always comes out slowly. I'm surprised it came out this fast. Hmm. Well, it usually comes out slowly that the people were warned well in advance or one day in advance, I think, in this particular case. No, it, what I'm saying is the truth about a situation when there's something huge, it usually comes out slowly after the fact when the media and usually the Democrats get their narrative out as, as how they want the story to be played to the American people. Well, look at it this way, too. The president summoned these people to Washington. He said, come on down. It's going to be a big day. Uh, I forget what his exact words were. So he summoned them there, and then he spoke to them and encouraged them to walk to the Capitol. Now, granted, he didn't say go violently. Um, you know, he said go peacefully. But the rest of his words, I think you could make a pretty strong argument that they were, if not insightful, at least strongly suggestive that you should be very forceful in your opinions or in the way you demonstrate your uh, lack of respect for what the Congress is doing. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he, he said those words. I'm not disputing that. I am just upset with the fact that the FBI was, was on top of this thing. They told the powers to be down there that there's a high potential for violence. And then... When it happened, the FBI says they were surprised, and that was kept secret for a whole week. But did they it, warn the president? Did they tell the president, listen, some of your supporters are going to be violent, and if the president didn't do anything about it, if he got that warning and he didn't do anything, then he really is culpable. Well, he should be censured in the most strongest of terms. <laughs> Joe, come on. <laughs> Joe, in answer to your question, you, you said, did they tell the president? Well, you know what? He was the last one to know that they were wiretapping his office. Well, true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, again, last week I was not a bit surprised when I turned on the TV and saw what was happening, okay? And I wasn't surprised by the reaction of the Democrat left and all the Trump haters, because I, I know how they are. And I'm the same way on the opposite end of the spectrum sometimes. But this morning, honestly... I, I was shocked and, it, and and really surprised that it took a week for this information to come out public, that they knew there was a big potential for violence, and that they had, in fact, warned people, and lo and behold, it's like it's a nothing burger. It should have been front page news, it should be in the front page, uh, or, or top lead story, we need to find out what the heck is going on with our FBI. Well, you know what? And they're not going to blame it on some guy that falsified a document way down the chain this time. Well, did you see the story about the alleged briefings of the Democratic uh, lawmakers over three supposed plots? Uh, this was from a Huffington Post story from yesterday, that there's going to be armed people around the Capitol and they're going to shoot Democrats. You know? I, did not, I did not see that, but you it's know, in Huffington quite Post. frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's true. 
All well, right. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks not. for your observations. Appreciate that. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Take care, Mike. one 800 795 Got an open line here. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. We are talking about the president, and the House is very interested in impeachment, and the Senate, uh, when it's fully Democratic after next week, will probably be very interested in conviction. So uh, we have violence uh, uh, promised if if the president is removed from office early. But uh, I'd be careful that that could cause some violence could happen before then if we're not careful. So we'll, we'll keep talking about this. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. <laughs> All right, you have a uh, email. I guess so. This one, this one right here would be nice. Okay. He says, I heard your remarks about Congressman Keller's complaints about Pennsylvania's elections. It's the same nonsense Fred has been saying. It's misguided and disingenuous. Did we already read this? Anyway, go ahead. Well, I don't you, know. too late now. Go ahead. <laughs> I have a very short memory, attention okay. span, and he's uh, misleading his constituents. Look no further than the fact that if the objections he has were so con- – yes, we did read this okay. – were so consequential okay, that. that, you know, his entire mind that his own election would have been a fraud as well. Okay? okay. So right. ba- that's, that that's the gist of covered, it. Right. And that issue still pending at the U.S. Supreme Court. So. Right. All right. Dale has called in. Good morning, sir. We haven't heard from you in a while. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. I just want to know who's marketing uh, armed protests at all U.S. capitals. I mean, it seems to come right out of the media, and I'm wondering what's the benefit for that. Uh, I think the benefit is for that is, you know, let them fight, and then their liberty will fall out of their pockets, like you know, a Second Amendment and all like that. What 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 it's benefits? Just, what what are you talking about, Dale? I'm sorry, you lost me. Who do you me. think is pushing that 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 narrative? What narrative? Arm armed. The narrative that there's going to be armed protest at all U.S. capitals. I think the FBI. The FBI. The FBI is pushing. The CIA does that. The CIA destroys nations and they make nations. So here's the CIA. They're going to going to make us fight so our liberties fall out of our pockets. So that's your Second Amendment. It's all about guns now. I can tell you right now. I can just read the whole script. And like I told you, you keep watching television, you're going to have their vision. As soon as you get up in the morning before you drink your coffee, go watch you. Go look at the news. You're going to get a vision. I mean, it's easy to see. I just, I, I think it's sick that they're trying to push that narrative. Nobody would hear about that. They're marketing people to go to the capitals with their guns and all that. That's exactly what they're doing. Well, if they're not, what, what do you tell me their message is saying? What, well, what do you think I, their message is I you? think their message is preparedness, that there is the potential for some people being violent, and that we should be vigilant and we should be prepared. And I, I don't I think, think that, I don't find any fault with that. I think we got running our intelligence agencies. 
Used but, car salesman hey, running the intelligence agency. What, what are wrong with the used car salesman, <laughs> says I'm, our sponsor. I'm going to tell you right now that that was all, that was a narrative. They had, it's just like General Hospital, they keep the story going. They, they, took the arm, they took the security away from Washington and let that happen so they can have a story. This is all scripted. I mean, it's totally scripted. Mm, okay. Well, that's I, a I believe it is. I mean, you know, the CIA, they take money from anybody, not just they don't protect our nation. People are an independent agency. I don't know if people know that. They <laughs> would take money from big tech and, you know, create, take their money so they can take our uh, Second Amendment away. That's exactly what this is about. Take I got you. Away. So they're making exactly. out. I don't yeah, understand. Well, if you ever listen to the top three headlines of the day, Listen carefully, just peek, and see how many come, what voices coming from the CIA. One of them is again coming from the CIA. They're going to script your life. Have your own vision. Don't watch television. But the, C- the CIA can't do anything domestically. They, they're not allowed to. They'll take money from They destroy nations and they make <laughs> They can take money independently. So they right. take independent money. Yes, they do. All and right, you we got you, Dale. Hiding about, uh, who's been hiding about all this stuff? It's the CIA people. They're all right. Hiding. Noted. We'll have yep. to look for their culpability throughout all of this. Thank you, Dale. Yeah, thanks no thanks for the observation. It's just common sense. Okay, it's common sense. Right. Well, it, is the Bar Association involved in this again? Oh, I, I would assume. You'll out. have to assume so. I, I, I mean, would guess. They are involved in quite a bit. Uh, one of our good listeners remembers what you remember, Joe, upper right-hand corner. Said a throng, a throng of protesters pushed past a police line, storming up the steps to pound on the doors of the U.S. Supreme Court on Saturday after the Senate confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh. This is from 2018. Yeah, hey, hey, ho, ho, Kavanaugh has got to go. The protesters chanted as they flooded the steps of the court, many with fists raised in the air, others with arms linked. Not fists raised in the air. That's the universal symbol of uh, capital insurrection, as we heard last last week from that poor well, you know, I know many people feel very strongly about this, but we can't ignore the fact that there have been other instances. I mean, you can rule out, say, oh, those uh, Puerto Rican nationalists shooting members of Congress. That's not the same thing, but what it is that? the same thing. 1900 or 54, something? 1954. Oh, okay, more recently. All right, well, to be continued, folks, we would invite you to please stay tuned. Correct me. That's what most of our emails are doing, so we would just love to hear from you. Set me straight and let me know. It's a rough job. I know. It's like a full-time job. It's all Joe can do is explain some of my remarks away. This is WDKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And welcome back to the KOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Joe is directly across from me. I guess you could call him a conservative, but he's a natural-born listener. He'll hear you out before he deflects appropriately to make sure that he doesn't have to address your issues. So call him now, 1-800-795-9565. I'm Lawrence, the, the worthless ultra-liberal on the show who basically uh, supports peace at all, ma- at all costs. We, uh, I'll kill people if 
if they don't cause peace. So please uh, <laughs> give me a buzz too. When it, you're gonna shoot me, right? If you don't, uh, if you don't endorse peace, I, 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 I'm gonna get violent here. Oh, well, and I know you pack. Well, <laughs> my lunch. So Peter, your threat is not entirely without merit. <laughs> yeah, he's packing. What's he got? Uh, it's a baloney today. How appropriate. Well, how appropriate indeed. <laughs> all right. You are indeed the Eastern distributor. Yeah, baloney. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You wish to set me straight. If you wish to give uh, Joe more information, uh, current information, he always appreciates that. He's got some 50-year-old <laughs> information that was good then. It still works for him. So uh, if, uh, he'll tell you about that. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Talking about the impeachment uh, getting underway even as we speak in Washington, D.C. They expect some of the first votes cast late afternoon today. So uh, this should move along pretty briskly. Then the hand it to the Senate, maybe a conviction next week. So we'll see what happens with all of that. But we'd love your comment about this. Uh, we still have a pandemic going on. We haven't talked too much about it lately. Maybe you have a thought or a piece of information you want to know about that. So give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. On the mark sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We'll read some very brief news headlines here. Another noticeable number of new COVID-19 deaths confirmed statewide in Pennsylvania. In their daily update Tuesday, State Department of Health confirmed 227 new statewide deaths, and the state death toll is now over 18,000. There are six new Valley deaths, including three in Snyder County and 50, bringing their total to 53. Two more deaths in Montour County, bringing to 33 the total number of deaths they've had there. One in Union County, bringing the total to 53, the number of deaths that have occurred there. Uh, as for the hospitals around here, Geisinger Danville has seven new patients. They're up to 193 people on board uh, with COVID-19 symptoms. Geisinger Shemokin has five uh, fewer, uh, 11 people admitted uh, there. And Evangelical Community Hospital, two fewer patients. Now they're at 45 patients right now. That's, what we, that's, that's our true barometer. We want to see that going down. Number of hospitalizations in Pennsylvania is down to about 5,200. So uh, we have hit the plateau and have started a very slow decline in the number of uh, hospitalized uh, people in uh, Pennsylvania. Another drive-through Narcan distribution event today at the Miller Center, 11.30 to 12.30, and again from 4.30 to 5.30. A week after being delayed, a state senator from western Pennsylvania will be sworn in today. 45th District Democratic Senator Jim Brewster will be sworn in after a federal court judge Tuesday rejected claims by his Republican challenger Nicole Ziccarelli that more than 300 undated mail-in ballots should not have been counted in the election, which Brewster won by 69 votes. Republicans refused to see Brewster during chaotic swearing-in ceremonies last Tuesday, preferring to wait and see how the federal court ruled on the matter. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. 
four counties around here, sheriffs, et cetera, are co- coordinating and communicating about possible trouble. The FBI said Monday a group is promising to storm state, local, and federal government courthouses and administrative buildings if President Trump is removed from office prior to Inauguration Day. The FBI also says starting this week and running through at least Inauguration Day, armed protests are planned at 50 state capitals. U.S. Senator Bob Casey is joining calls for impeachment of President Trump. Joe, get that shocked look off your face. <laughs> uh, he calls for more accountability of congressional members, uh, too. We talked to, uh, I said a few sentences about this. Former Congressman Lou Barletta says he believes he was targeted by Twitter when his Twitter account went silent over the weekend. Uh, Republican Lou Barletta said it was suspended for about one day. The company said it was suspended in error. Bar- Barletta says he's not buying it. He's sure he was targeted because of his... You ever notice how many times the errors involve conservative Republicans? Every single time. I haven't heard of one error <laughs> that involved a liberal Democrat. I think they don't uh, violate the, the agreements with Well, now, they didn't, they didn't say he, Lou Barletta violated an agreement. No, they that's just what said the it was president a did. Yeah, Barletta, they said his was a mistake. Right. Well, the, the mistakes, I'm saying, are always apply to liberal <laughs> or to conservative Demo- uh, Republicans. I th- but my whole <laughs> thought, I was, uh, the Channel 6, or no, uh, WBRE, I have to give them credit for the story. That's where it came from. Uh, they did a whole package on this, and they spoke to him, and he talked about this. What is it that Lou's got to tweet that is so worth following that his Twitter account was so blatantly missed for so long? Well, a lot of people like Congressman Barletta. I well, like no him. argument there, but I, I like a lot of people, but I don't read their tweets. I don't so, read anybody's tweets. Right. So, I don't know. I'm just, it seems like a tempest in a teapot. But in any event, yeah, if you're going to have an open platform, you should have it open. Uh, <laughs> if you violate their agreements, that you, you uh, click yes on but them. But Lou I didn't guess. violate anything. That, yeah, that he's says so all right and that they say yeah, everybody seems in agreement on that but the president has and my argument has always been it's a private commercial service if they wish to allow you on their platform because they set up the rules you agree to them and if you don't agree with them then that's your problem but joe says more speech is good speech so whatever the people got to say they should have the right to do so absent calling for um, actual physical harm to people and ac- absent yelling fire in a crowded theater yeah i believe in free speech right one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll hit the green button and find out that we are talking to Jim. Good morning, sir. You are on the mark. Good, good morning, gentlemen, uh, Mark and Joe. Morning. Uh, mark, did you see where uh, Joe Biden could also get impeached because of all his nonsense and the craziness with uh, Hunter and uh, China and that the next day he's sworn in? <laughs> well, sure. According to... Tucker Carlson and Hannity and Laura Ingraham. Well, well, yeah, but I don't. I don't think there's been any specific allegations or any proof that Joe Biden did anything. There are obvious surmisals that he may have done something wrong because Hunter was involved in some pretty shady stuff. But I don't think anybody's laid it directly at Vice President Biden or President-elect Biden's doorstep, have they? Uh, well, I don't know, Joe, but uh, Hunter was flying on Air Force Two. And they claim Joe Biden is the big man, and uh, according to the TV and that, and uh, I guess Hunter was answering to Joe with whatever he was doing, and that, and uh, I'm only taking what Tucker and Hannity saying about uh, Joe Biden. 
and that and Laura Ingraham. Well, they're they're largely laying that on the the uh, I won't say testimony because I don't think he did it under oath. But Mr. Bobulinski, who supposedly was hired by the Bidens to help with their financial arrangements, he came forward and said that he believed the big guy was Joe Biden and that right. the big guy profited. But he didn't. He doesn't know that for sure, or at least he hasn't been able to prove it for sure. There's one thing Joe knows. It's what Fox is saying. So thank you for clarifying this. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Uh, that's not Fox. That was General. So I guess I'll let you gentlemen go. All right. Thank you, sir. I'll keep listening to you. Yeah, we'll be interested to see what happens with that, Jim. Thanks for calling. Well, I'm sure uh, President Biden, when the time comes, when he is president, he'll be dogged by uh, people, Fox and and Republicans, who say that he's committed this crime or that crime, and they'll push for impeachment if if they feel it rises to that level. I'm afraid that that's exactly what we're going to have, endless recriminations bouncing back and forth between parties. Instead of doing the people's business, they're going to be pursuing their own partisan policies and interests. Well, this is just going to be a four-year respite until we get a real president. No, I don't in think there. so. <laughs> I think it's going to be four, well, more four years, years of, agony. of the respite of the buffoonery of the current president, and then four years of the whatever. So f- four years of the senility of Joe Biden and the buffoonery of Donald Trump. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't think Joe Biden's senile. He's been doing really great lately, although he's still not taking the questions no, that you want him to take. He's not taking tough questions. All right, he's going to have he to. still has the same list of approved reporters who get called on every time. All right. Next up is Eric. Good morning, sir. Oh, you get, you a, get minute. a minute. You're on the mark. Go ahead. Joe, I've had a few minutes to reflect on what you said on my last call, and I agree <laughs> with you. But here's, here's, here's what I'll also say. If uh, Fred Keller truly believes that we should not uh, impeach the President of the United States because of inflaming people, then he should vote against impeachment. At the same time, I will call upon him publicly to decry publicly what the President has done. And if he does not do that, if he does not go on the record and say, I believe what the President did last week was wrong, the President has taken wrongful actions. If he does not do that publicly, then I would say by his silence, he is affirming what the President did. And it further proves my opinion that he is in the pocket of the President of the United States. Fred, you either represent the people of Central Pennsylvania or you are a toady of, the, of President Trump. Fred, it's time for you to decide because the election is coming up in about a year and a half, and the people of Central PA will talk. If you are not in the pocket All of the right. United States, Thank you. then publicly decry what he did. Thank you. Appreciate I that. I think there. Fred did decry the violence and the uh, you know everything that associated with it. I don't know that he laid it on the president's doorstep, though, did he? I don't have no, a statement. No, 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 I, no, I know no. he put a statement definitely, out. Definitely not. Uh, and and he, t- he reiterated, more importantly, perhaps why he was uh, you know voting for the exceptions that had to do with Pennsylvania law. And those, these were the four or five changes that were promulgated by the governor and the secretary that significantly changed the way that we voted in the election that was well, you know, and, beyond and people, the legislature. People control. keep raising the issue, well, if that's the case, then his own election was fraudulent. Well, you know, he said he wanted the elections looked at. I guess if that meant his was overturned, his would be overturned as well. Well, and I think you can say that, and, and that's all right, but that wasn't his job when he was a congressman on the floor of the joint session last week. He wasn't there to represent Pennsylvania and say, hey, look, my election is tainted. He was there to question the electors that were selected through the tainted election. That's what that forum was for, to talk about electors. So he talked about electors, saying that this slate of electors that comes from Pennsylvania uh, isn't ideal because it's... Uh, 
what what is a fruit of the poison tree because of this uh, changes that the governor did. All right, last caller before a quick break would be Tom. Thank you for waiting a short time. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I just don't uh, have enough information yet on uh, who's to blame for the abject failure of the security uh, on that day uh, of violence at the Capitol. I understand the Capitol Police Chief resigned. Uh, I'm not sure why the, the mayor didn't, uh, uh, as she is the head of that. But did he ever give a statement as to why? And then I understand that the National that was recommended the National Guard be brought in uh, ahead of time because of uh, the supposed threat to come, and that uh, staffers from the uh, from Congress said because of quote optics uh, they would not let them come. Uh, and, and and who are these staffers? And is it Nancy Pelosi the head of them? And who guards the House? Is it Secret Service? Is it the uh, uh, it's FBI? the Capitol, the Capitol I mean, Police. It's where the, are their heads to roll? It's the Capitol Police. But I heard something a little different. I heard that the U- United States Army is responsible for the National Guard in the District of Columbia, and that the mayor did call and ask them for help, but the National Guard or the Army declined to send it because of optics. Now, you heard something different, but that's the way I heard it reported on one network, and I don't remember which one now. So maybe there's some discrepancy with respect to, uh, to that issue. Well, there must be. And again, no one seems to be talking about who was directly, uh, uh, you know, in charge of this, when what information came when. And uh, there, was, there was certainly a lot more security uh, when, at, at each abortion rights uh, protest. I mean, it just, it, they knew busloads of people were coming, uh, and it just seems like there was a great failure there. And I guess my last comment, this will be coming to the impeachment, is... Uh, at the time when they start this process, someone ought to stand up and start reading the quotes from all the congressmen and senators from either side of what they said in the last four years about each other uh, and about the president. Uh, and many of those quotes will be direct threats on his family, his, his, his life, his business, everything. Uh, that, that, that alone should give weight to say, should or should he not be impeached or censured. Well, I still go back to that uh, female comedian who isn't very funny holding a, a decapitated likeness of the president's head dripping with blood, and she wasn't thrown off any of these platforms. So, Correct. You know, I, yeah, I think there's, there's a definitely a double standard. standard. That's for sure. Yep. But, uh, again, the two points, one, who's in charge of security? Do they have a committee? Do they have somebody looking at that? And will that ever come out? Uh, and, uh, secondly, you know, the... The double standard of, of people threatening and saying things that are insightful. All right. It's Kathy Griffin. Thank you. Our producer, Rob, helps me out every <laughs> I time I, I have I'm a sorry, senior I moment. I actually could have done that. I didn't realize you were grasping for the name. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Thanks for checking in. Let's take the promise to break. I want to tell you about something very important. Uh, guess what it is, Joe? Sunbury Motors. Yep. Sunburymotors.com. You can see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. So when you go to sunburymotors.com, Com. Uh, that's a very important address for you to know because you can look at that. It has their new inventory, their pre-owned inventory. Maybe you're looking for a sedan that seats four. You know, you're going to have the uh, kid carrier in the back. You don't want a minivan, but you just want a sedan, and you have a certain price range, and you have a certain engine that you're looking for, and it's got to be all-wheel drive. doesn't have to be brand new. Well, you can program all that into the website, and it'll find the vehicle 
vehicles that uh, fit that description. It'll let you know how many miles they got on them. You can click on the Carfax, find out uh, how often it's been used, and uh, it's just a great opportunity for you to shop online 100% safely. So remember, sunburymotors.com, that's an important address for you to utilize. But also, remember this, the physical addresses our 4th is North 4th Street in Sunbury and uh, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. So uh, with those three addresses, all of your vehicular needs are met. Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf at Runyon Road, uh, 4th Street in Sunbury, uh, down at the North 4th Street Shopping Plaza, and sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Go ahead and... Ben has budged to the front by being the most recent email. Ben from Lewisburg says it's been a full week now since insurrectionists died while storming the Capitol in an effort to derail the legislature. No insurrection, well, one insurrectionist, I guess you could say, died, but you make it sound like several dozen people may have succumbed to fatal injuries. I can't help but notice the difference in background information that has come forward about those who died. Compared to the information that is routinely released about black victims of police brutality, We've heard about their toxicology reports, what was in their system. We haven't heard anything about their prior arrest records. However, we are, however, are we to decide if these people died justly without hearing about to, uh, that time they were suspended in fourth grade? Oops. <laughs> I say this with my tongue in firmly planted in my left cheek, but can anyone honestly say these criminals are not being treated differently than they would have been if they were of a different skin tone? Well, yeah, that's a given. We, we know that to be true. So so we can stipulate that. But in, in terms of investigating the people who were kind of on the front line, they're different than the people who were shot. Now, the one woman one, was there shot. There was only one person shot. The woman was the, shot. Uh, as I'm trying to explain, then she was, what, a U.S. veteran, a U.S. military veteran, veteran right? and a very staunch pro-Trump supporter and was trying to break through a door, and, and one officer been a good was trying of, to hold the door closed. Shot. There's been a good in, bit of information about her background. She had a very good military background. I mean, she wasn't a troublemaker. Uh, her husband said she was there to express her opinion or political opinion, and she got killed for it. The rest of the people died from medical issues. Uh, one of the things that seems to be uh, focusing, uh, at least on Fox News, is the protesters or the insurrectionists beating on police with various terms, even using a, a Trump flag and an American flag to beat on a, a police officer and who was there. So far, 
there's been no arrest made in that. Now that is a horrendous that death, particular one. right? Okay. With the uh, the police oh, the officer, officer being well, that hit. was a fire extinguisher, right? Being hit by a fire extinguisher, but he wasn't a protester. So our letter our letter writer is talking about the insurrectionists. He wasn't an insurrectionist. He was a police officer trying to do his duty. We are hearing a little bit about the folks who are in the Capitol, just a just a tiny bit. All right, read this one, and then we'll get Bobby going. Okay, uh, correction. It says. On January 13th, 2021, uh, where is the same national outrage and media coverage of the police killing an unarmed white woman as there is of an unarmed black man? Not a word about her murder in any media in the week since it has happened. Who controls the media? Controls the national conscience. I guess I should read that wrong. Who controls the media? Controls the national conscience. All right. That's but, reading it correctly. I, w- I would think is her death part of... Uh, what is recognized as an institutional issue. You know, we do know that uh, black-on-black crime and white-on-black crime and police versus black uh, issues and run-ins and brutality is something that should be talked about. But are police killing white women, is that an institutional injustice in the U.S.? I would say it hasn't bubbled up to the surface, but I can tell you that if police brutality is responsible for one black death in America, you are going to hear a lot about it. So, And even if it turns out not to be that, you'll still hear a lot about it until it's fully adjudicated. But here's one similarity. This woman was breaking the law at the time she was shot, and many of the people, whether you like it or not hearing it, but many of the black people who have been shot have failed to obey police lawful police commands. Right, they had it coming, right? No, they, no, I'm not saying that. Don't put words in my mouth. What I'm saying is, to a certain extent, both parties contributed to their own problems. Right. Well, sort of like when I tried to explain the other day why that woman's death in uh, the Capitol was justifiable homicide on the part of the police officer. You climbed all over me. No, no, you shouldn't shoot protesters under any circumstance. I never said that. Well, somebody did that. <laughs> that day. wasn't me. Well, you f- firmly questioned th- that the death was unnecessary. Well, I, I regret the death, as I do all the deaths. I regret the death of the police officer. But, you know, if you if you contribute to your own demise, isn't part of it on you? All right. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we are on some interconnected related topics that relate to the Capitol insurrection last week. Bobby, you were on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yes. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, I grew up during the Vietnam War. I mean, when I was, uh, I'm going to say, old enough to start remembering things and watching TV and all that sort of thing. And, of course, over the years... Uh, there was protests, and then even the music of the time, there was songs that were uh, released that uh, were in a way to protest. And then, then of course, uh, in the late 60s, uh, Woodstock came around. And then, of course, in the uh, 70s, uh, um, you know, we finally, um, I'm going to say, like, like ended the war type thing. But, but, but there was different ways to look at trying to protest. And, of course, uh, the draft was around, and of course you had to sign up for the draft, but you could also be a conscientious objector. So there was different ways that uh, you could show your protests 
without going to extremes. Well, and I think in the U.S., people disagree with President Trump, and so they protest, and, you know, many people agree with President Trump, and so they hold rallies and so on. But uh, the whole nation isn't gripped by this. Half the country couldn't care less who's doing all this stuff. You know, it's half the country that does care deeply and wishes to take some action. I'm not saying the other half don't care at all whatsoever about who's president, but uh, the the other half wishes to take some action and demonstrate and protest and, you know, be on social media and do all that stuff. So, again, this is just a sliver of people. If you think of the infinitesimally small number of people that were involved in the at the Capitol insurrection in terms of what they are in terms of the U.S. population, you know, next to nothing. Yes. But the Vietnam War was very immersive. Almost everybody cared about that. All right, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Appreciate that. Leads us right up to Al. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. Um... The Capitol Police, I looked it up, are, uh, they have a Capitol Police board made up of the, the, the U.S. Uh, Senate and also the U.S. House of Representatives. That's who's in charge of that. And that day there was 11 uh, stolen laptops taken that day. And they, they're not sure where they are and who has them and what what's on him is top secret Pelosi's was taken and uh, shutting down stuff is against the antitrust laws uh, and we're way past the 230 act when that starts happening then, then they broke the law well, I would suspect that if Nancy Pelosi's computer was stolen the minute somebody turned it on it would register somewhere because you don't, ju- they don't just stand alone. I mean, they have all sorts of security on them. I don't think that it's going to be easy to breach her computer unless she's like um, uh, our former f- first lady who uh, had her own private server, Hillary. Well, well, there's 11 missing, according to the CIA. But, you know, here's what gets me, and I, I Mark, you use the word insurrection. The word insurrection is used, but it's never used in connection with what happened in Portland. And here's the definition of insurrection, a violent uprising against an authority or government. And that's exactly what happened in Portland. It was an insurrection, but nobody says that. What did they it do? It was in, a peaceful demonstration. my memory what you're talking about. You remember the autonomous zone? They closed down the streets. They that took over. Seattle. Seattle, Seattle I'm sorry, Seattle. Okay. I'm sorry. But well, they, we've, lost, we've, we've lost our way as a nation, and now we're now we're just standing in a circling <laughs> a circling fire squad. Says one of the main blindfolded men walk, walking around feeling a circular <laughs> firing squad. There's an idea. <laughs> That's what we got going on here because we've lost our way so far <laughs> that it, it nobody knows what to believe and nobody can express themselves without worrying about getting censored. Uh, the poor guy from Parlor couldn't even go home that night because he's had death threats. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a lot of things going on. And through the grapevine, I guess there's going to be some kind of martial law coming our way real soon. All right. Yeah, well, people have... Who was it? Somebody on this show said the president's going to declare martial law soon. To what soon. end? He has no no reason to declare uh, I didn't say it was logic. I'm just saying this... When, this, you, this, 50, this. when you have 50 capitals uh, that people were saying they're going to march on, plus the U.S. Capitol, and now they're even saying local courthouses and so forth, uh, I'm sure there's some envelopes out there standing in the general's hands that are going to be open 
and they'll be following military law. I think uh, if I think everybody every ahead. everybody who has goodwill in their body, if they were President Trump supporters, has to be appalled at what happened in Washington last week. And I would yeah, think the overwhelming I would think the overwhelming majority of them would not in any way now participate in anything that might remotely lead to that, because un- unlike some of my friends on the left, I don't believe every Republican is an insurrectionist w- waiting to overthrow the government. I believe no, they are decent, been, good, working, hardworking people. I've huh? been to five Trump rallies, and it's nothing but peace and love. I'm telling you, it, it reminds me of maybe what it was like in the 60s. Well, you didn't you, a, you didn't attend the last one. That wasn't peace and love. <laughs> in, in Washington, no, the I, capital. You know, something told me, I was going to go down to Washington, but something told me to stay home. Okay. Just like the National Day of Prayer, I wasn't going to go, but I got up and something told me to go. And I think I listened and you went. to the, something much more than... Uh, then, then nothing. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, I really Al. appreciate that. All right. Yep. We got one caller waiting and another one uh, coming in. Joe, go ahead and read that uh, paragraph that's highlighted. Said you missed the point. The liberal media stirs the pot um, upon a black upon death. a black death. However, a white death goes unnoticed. There won't be fairness in media coverage until there is equality in coverage. Well, well that's a good pro- point. Well, and I think, yeah, he strikes a great uh, tone. And I think liberal or conservative media, everybody covered, you know, the Black Lives Matters protests and the deaths of black men at the hands of police. And, I mean, Fox was right out front there also. So, yeah, the media definitely, uh, and I, I think what the media does is reflect what the community is talking about. I don't think the media generates interest in the deaths of black men at the hand of police. I, I think they reflect what the community is talking about. I think they're talking, they are... Uh, reflecting what people wish to discuss. But uh, to the emailer, give us a buzz. Yeah, this is a topic ripe for discussion, so give us a, boo- a buzz. A booze. A booze. <laughs> give us some booze. booze. Yeah, we yes. could use a booze. A hooch if you got it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Joe. Tom says the excuses and the rationalizations over Trump failures as president are hilarious. Keep it up, righties. I wonder if these same tactics would be acceptable on the topic of Benghazi. Signed, Tom. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
All right. Upper right-hand corner, Joe, and then we'll okay. get on the phone again. The words, quote, well, I heard, unquote, when discussing current events makes it obvious there's a huge problem with division today. It's erroneous and false reporting. So I'll blame 50-50 on the politicians and the media coupled with bad, biased reporting. It's 50% politicians, 50% media, and 50% social media. That's the other 50% where well, they're, we you know, know somebody, 150%. Right, where they post <laughs> anything they want and so that I can go, at least I can go on the radio and say, well, I saw a meme yesterday that said uh, Joe McGrannan has an illegal chicken coop in his backyard. So I'm assuming that's true. I saw it on Facebook, right? So Yeah, but he got a lot of fresh eggs. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> There's, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Dennis, thank you for waiting. You are on the mark. Oh, yes. Good morning, guys. Um, Hi, Dennis. Yes, I sort of have a rule of thumb. If someone's pointing guns at me, no matter who it is, I think I would retreat. I would at least take the orders and get down, you know. It just seems like maybe the passion of the moment people don't think. But reflecting on one thing, and I'm old enough to remember this, is Kent State University has to be one of the darkest days in America's history. I mean, those those people were, you know, protesting the Vietnam War, and it built. It was something that was going on for a week or two. They were being asked to disperse, and they didn't disperse. They just defied, you know, Authorities and they just kept coming back, but it was peaceful. They weren't, you know, being any threat. And I guess the National Guard insisted that someone open fire on that. So that's why, in less than 10 seconds, they killed four people in cold blood and they, I guess, injured seven, was it, or eight. They were brought to court, but the charges were dropped. Nothing was ever charged against any of those um, National Guardsmen for that. So I mean, there's a, a real blot on us. Uh, that was 1970, if I remember correctly. And it, tough time in history, I mean, but it was another incidence of peaceful protesting. I mean, I'm not comparing the two to Washington, but just trying to point out, if someone's pointing a gun at you, I would think I would get out of there. So, What were the protesters doing when they were shot? I'm sorry to say that I don't remember. I certainly remember the They were incident. walking across a field toward the, uh, toward the hill where the uh, National Guard troopers were standing. And yeah. apparently they felt threatened by it, and they had used some tear gas, and I, there was some question about whether or not the gas had uh, clouded the vision of the people, and they perceived that there was a greater threat than there was, and they opened fire. Hmm. Yeah, and the, and the people that were killed were just all young students. They're 19, 18, 20, yeah. and they that, were just standing there, and it was most of them were violently shot in the head and stuff. It was just really pure violence, and... That, you, know, you know, I'll never forget that haunting picture of that young lady bending over the body of her dead friend. Yes, and I, I just read about that online, and that gal was a, only a 14-year-old runaway who befriended this person. Oh, really? And, I didn't heard that. <laughs> yeah, I just read it online. There was older. a documentary, and she knelt down, of course, and it, it's haunting. Well, the, the fellow that took that picture actually won um, the Nobel Prize for or the Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Dennis. Really, thanks okay. for calling in. I appreciate thanks. that. Uh, upper right-hand corner. As per yesterday's conversation about inciting words, Mark, what does Black Lives Matter chant of no justice, no peace? 
incite people to do? What does that incite them to do? I don't know. I've always wondered about that. That's a good question. Yeah, thank you. Um, it is typically yelled during uh, peaceful demonstrations, and uh, I, I think it probably has multiple meanings, that they're going to keep shouting as they're doing or keep demonstrating as they're doing until there is justice. I think it could possibly mean that they're threatening to overrun the Capitol or something like that. I doubt it, but, uh, you know, I, I well, I mean, let's face I it, the implication is no peace means that unless you do what we right. want, we're the, going what's to... What's the opposite of peace? War. War. So we're going to make no it unpleasant. Justice, then there's you. going to be war. Okay, well, let's suppose they... Well, let's suppose at least they're unpleasantness. Calling, right. So let's suppose they're calling for wet war. Exactly, Joe. What does that mean? If a group of Black Lives Matter protesters and there's whites and blacks in the group and they say no justice, no peace, so therefore they're, gonna, they're calling for war, what's their form of war? Well, well I'm, it's I'm demonstrating and litigating and legislating and protesting and... and bl- that's what I was going to say. I don't think it necessarily means war. It just means that you're not going to lead a peaceful life. I'm going to disrupt your very existence until I get what I want. That's what I would take, yeah, take from it. Yeah, justice, which, you know, I don't know. No justice, no peace. That chant has been around for a long time. So yeah. uh, that's my impression, Rob. I hope that helps. I, I don't know for sure the answer to hey, your question. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Lawrence has to go. Well, that's been around a very, very shorter <laughs> time. That's what Congressman <laughs> Keller is shouting these days into the phone. Uh, Joseph, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, who gave that definition of insurrection just a few moments ago? I did. I, did. I was reading it off of, of a, uh, Webster's what Dictionary. It, what was that again? Would you? It was, uh, well, now, wait a second. I have to get it back up well, again. But basically, it's what it said was it was a violence. No, I don't think it used violence. It was an attempt to, well, uh, let me see if I can call well, it back Well, of course, up. an insurrection is violent. Well, not you not can't go send them letters. <laughs> a, a mailed an insurrection. Here, insurrection is definition. Here, I got it, Joseph. A violent, a violent uprising against an authority or government. Okay, now, Mike, <laughs> I have something to say here. Is this not exactly what the founding fathers of this nation did when Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, all these who wrote the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution? At Lexington, when they fired on the British, their own countrymen, but they and were oppressed. The King George III. They and, were uh, oppressed with again, unspeakable tyranny. Quoting him, <laughs> we have the right to alter or, or abolish, annihilate the government if it fails to do and serve the people. So that's what they did. They took up arms and overthrew it. And they said, "That's well, these were the founding fathers." Okay, so uh, in, in in understanding their words and their deeds. Was not we didn't they didn't go down to Capitol with arms to overthrow it, but they did get in there and, and do some damage. But well, the way I look at it, now again I want to say I would never do that as, as a believer, but I'm just looking at it through the eyes of what I feel that they're doing, is they're feeling they want to take their country back from a government that's dysfunctional. Well, they did Completely. use deadly weapons. Nancy Pelosi tearing up the uh, the State of the Union speech, making a mockery. Of, of the government and of the president of the United States in front of the world. It's ridiculous. And again, I say, giving our money to our enemies and taking bribes. Uh, what do you think, Joe Biden? Why would someone hire Hunter Biden and give him hundreds of thousands of dollars when he know not the language, he didn't know anything about the, the power company that he was hired there in Burisna, 
He's and very smart. That's kickback money, man. <laughs> that's how they get kickback money. And Joe All got right. that kickback money. Yeah, Joseph. Okay. <laughs> so take a breath here. Um, You'd be nuts to say it either. Or not. <laughs> either way. All right. First of all, the founding fathers in the, in the uh, Revolutionary War was fought because of just the tremendous oppression and taxation and tyranny that the U.S., uh, the, the residents of this col- the colonies felt that uh, they were uh, 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 they were opposing. So that's why they did that. And I certainly think you can say the U.S. Congress is not doing an ideal job, but to say that we are under the thumb of the Congress and the Vice President and are enjoying uh, endless tyrannies and uh, oppressive taxation, I don't know that that's why they went in there. Their supporters of President Trump and they thought the election was stolen. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if you believe the election was stolen from the President, you are, in fact, the victim of a tyranny of sorts. Well, in the... Uh, if you believe that. Right. And, and the deadly weapon comment, geez, they certainly did use deadly weapons. Look at the fact that they used a fire extinguisher to kill a police officer. So uh, this idea that they weren't using deadly weapons, they just kind of budged their way in there, and then uh, well, no, they caused quite a bit of damage. Let's face it, only one person was injured, or fatally. Uh, there aren't that many reports that I've heard of of, of other people being beaten or... You know, cops were beat, beat Co- up. Yeah, there was, what, seven police yeah, officers? Well, yeah, something. only one. But I'm just saying, just because you use a deadly weapon doesn't mean somebody dies. I mean, they were right. jabbing the one guy with the 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 staff of a, an American flag. Right, right. that's not ideal. So. <laughs> that, that's not ideal, <laughs> yes, as you say. T- as I would right. say. Thank you. Go ahead, Joseph. Pardon me? Go ahead. We'll give you the last oh, word. I said I believe that you're going to see a revolution in this country. Don't think it's not going to happen. I think it's not going to happen. <laughs> look at the French Revolution. After this revolution, look what happened in France to the monarchy. Look at the Spanish Revolution. Come on. You know, uh, this, these things, we think we're living in a enlightened age. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the dark ages now. Believe me. Okay. All right. We got you. Well, Thank you so much. You really appreciate it. I hope your apocalyptic view isn't accurate. Uh, Cindy, you know what has to happen here, so stand by. <laughs> when it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rob Center, for being a fabulous producer. Always appreciated. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thank you for calling in. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, I, I do think that that earlier caller who uh, reflected upon why the, uh, the American people rose up against the British and the French rose up against the aristocracy, I, is, I do believe there's something to consider here in, in our country and reflect on that and ask ourselves is this the government we want the one that we've 
we have digressed to now. Is this the one we want, and should we make revisions? In the Constitution, we have the right to make changes. We're, this is not carved in concrete stone, and we are allowed to change it, and perhaps we need to change it again. But I, I want to say this. I believe that Congress's time is being poorly spent, and I would like to suggest that they should be attending to other issues, issues that they've carried on about at length for years, and yet, oddly enough, now seem silent on them. Why aren't they making efforts to pass uh, a bill to raise the federal minimum wage? Why aren't they reducing military spending by closing bases in foreign countries? They can just cut off the money. They have the purse strings. They could reduce that spending and redirect it here in this country. They could tighten eminent domain laws so that for-profit corporations can't use eminent domain laws to take people's property anymore. They could raise the taxes and or revise the taxes so that billion-dollar corporations don't get away with paying zero tax. Congress made those laws, and they can unmake them or revise them so that they're more just. But instead, they're standing, spending their time beating a dead horse. Hmm. It's disappointing to me that, I mean, this is what happens. They're more concerned about scoring political points than addressing the real problems in this country. And that's why we find, I believe, why we find so many people see this now clear as day. They're willing to point to the problems. They're just not willing to do anything about them, really do something about them. You know, why aren't they voting to get people medical freedom so that we have all the opportunities we want. Instead, they vote for situations that only limit our choices more and more and more, like the whole issue about uh, drugs. And it, it puzzles me that they stand up there and carry on, and I would argue in their own way, incite social unrest uh, with their language, and then do nothing about it. They, they've been given the power now let's see what they do. They did nothing about these problems when they had the power the last time. Let's see what they do now. I, I fear they'll do nothing. They'll just <laughs> spend their time casting sticks at each other again. All right, yeah, well, if you're looking for Congress to actually cut some of the deficit, I think you're going to be looking a long time. <laughs> All right. Thank you so I'm much, I'm not Cindy. looking for that, Joe. I know that they, <laughs> they buy their seats by right. spending money in an irresponsible and irrational way. Sure. What would you like? I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Chris, words of wisdom from Milton. Well, uh, Cindy, I just say they did do something about some of those problems last time, and they tried to do other things, and there's a divided view and nobody has complete control and they do spend much too much of their time trying to stoke the other side about issues that are less important and a lot of those are the the abortion issue and things like that okay. but I was really called up to talk about Joseph because that's twice now he's called up and basically said he's for the people and what they did and probably wishes they had uh, had attacked uh, had gotten rid of some senators and some congressmen like they wanted to do and the vice president because that seemed to be the goal of some of them and he's talking in favor of them and he's non-violent so he's not saying he's taking place and he says he, he's pretty close to saying he's advocating the overthrow of the United States though 
I think he's advocating. Yeah. I think he's predicting. I, I, I think he was predicting. Those people who did it for the, against the British, they got together, they organized, they publicized, and they announced what they were doing. And they sent a letter to the people in charge. They didn't do it. Right. They sent it to the king. And uh, yeah. John Hancock signed his name and big enough the king could read it without his glasses. Doing that. They're carrying the U.S. flags trying to overthrow the U.S. government. And blue, the thin blue line. Somebody had a thin blue line was using it to beat on a cop. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay. I think you, yep. you got your priorities so, backwards. I think he better get his head together. And I think part of the problem is actually religion. But we'll get into that in another show. <laughs> yeah, we're well, out of I'm time. I'm sure Joseph will yep, comment on that. <laughs> we'll extend Have the show. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Appreciate, appreciate your calls, as always. We'll extend the show to 2 p.m. or so, so we can resolve <laughs> the religious issues in our valley. Never Thank happened. You. More open discussion tomorrow. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is now 10 o'clock. Time for Dan Patrick.